TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Looks for somewhere to go. And it's to Knox. Oh, it's a touchdown. What a catch. The fifth straight game, Dawson Knox finds the end zone. Chimnance on CBS. 6S Sports Radio, KCSB, Kansas City, WDF, HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. CBS this morning just sent out a tweet. Josh, you'll get a kick out of this. Looking for some of the best Thai food in the United States? I wonder why story on Thai food today. <laughs> was that from Kingsbury sent that in? Yeah, some yeah. guy in Vermont's cooking oh, up, you know. Sure it is. Yeah. That was Cliff uh-huh. Kingsbury sent There's that. There's a cliff in uh, Thailand that yeah. wants to talk about food. Yeah, talk about Thai food. Yeah. And uh, and only getting by on a vacation on one outfit. Right. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. What a wonderful wildcard weekend. Great it was, wildcard it was, weekend. Or super, I'm sorry. They had the super part. I, I always forget that part. The super wild card weekend. This continues tonight, by the way. Lest we forget, the NFL has one more game on tap for tonight. <sighs> Time to recharge. Because the other ones were terrific. Oh, I know, but I was emotionally drained last night. When that game finally ended and Tariqa goes, stay tuned. We have the playoff pairings for next week. I'm like, oh, I got to oh, stay through one, one more commercial. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I stayed through one more commercial <laughs> break like, to get the game times for uh, for this weekend. Right. So it said uh, Chiefs and Jags, 330. Oh, sweet. All so right. That'll be on 106.5. The Wolf, of course, pregame coverage gets underway at noon. I like the first game of the weekend this week, too, because you've had that week off now and you're kind of antsy and you're kind of ready to go. You get the you don't have to wait through all day Saturday and then a game on Sunday and play the late game. And it's always weird that someone's played two games before you played one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, wait a minute here. That's right. Yeah. We already got yeah. the championship round determined. We yeah. haven't even played yet. Yeah. No. So the, 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 the way that I understood it was if Cincinnati won, the chiefs were going to be on Saturday. If Baltimore had won, they would have played the Ravens on Sunday or yeah, I think it would have been the Ravens on no, Yes, yes. If the Ravens, if the Ravens would have won, yeah. Now. now I'm confusing myself. Yeah. Anyway, they wanted Cincinnati Buffalo to be that, uh, the, to be that Sunday game. So if the Ravens would have won, maybe the Chiefs would have played on Sunday, Baltimore, or uh, and then the Bills would have played uh, Jacksonville on Saturday afternoon is the way it was. So they they wanted that Bills Bengals Sunday matchup because for football fans, Sunday is still the day. I think Josh and, and you and I have talked a lot about this. Like, what do they value more in the playoffs? The Saturday night game or the I Sunday? I think they like the I, night game for sure. Saturday afternoon feels like you're running the risk finding something else because it's not completely in everybody's wheelhouse. Right, right, right. So Saturday night can work 
And then, yeah, they love Sunday. And then Sunday is your prime yeah. time for, for these games, and they're going to be like two and five. And so that's that's the, the window that they want. Those are going to be the most watched, I would imagine. So you want to have your marquee matchups. I don't blame them. And then, you know, the NFC gets the late window on Sunday because, well, they're still playing tonight. So the winner gets the the late window on, on Sunday, which I think makes a lot of sense, especially for a team that has to play tonight and basically travel across the country from Florida all the way to uh, to California, you know, next week. So we had a chance for each of the four possible teams to be playing the Chiefs and ended up being the Jags. Right. Uh, but there were plenty of moments. The Chargers had a 27-0 lead. Looked like everybody was at, oh, boy, people were tripping over themselves on social media, too, up 27-0. You see all the ones, that, and they're going to Kansas City and winning next week, too. Mm-hmm. There was a whole bunch of that going oh, on. Oh, was there? Yeah, so if you were out there wanting to take some receipts, uh, there would be plenty of those. Uh, the Chargers kept receipts, the Chargers, and it didn't go so well The Chargers well kept them. all those receipts, and then the Jags printed one receipt, which right. I thought was fantastic, a rebuttal on, on social media. Did the Jags do that? Oh, I yeah. missed that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A, I think that was, what, what's their, their phrase they're doing? Duval. It was, it was always the Jags or something like that as their... One of their new catch- uh, they have a lot of catchphrases, by the way, and whatever. And yeah, well, they're trying to capture as many fans and, as they can. It doesn't work real well. Why they celebrate their county, I don't know, but good for them. Uh, so they had a fantastic little little comeback there. Miami, certainly, I was like watching Miami. Huh? Okay, let's see what you can do. I was like scouting, scouting against. The, like maybe the Dolphins can do this thing. Uh, that ended up not happening. And then I really didn't think Baltimore was going to hang when Lamar was ruled out, mm-hmm. and they obviously gave everything they had to trying to beat the Bengals aside from one huge, huge, huge mistake right? that uh, that ended up costing them. There was also a, a moment in that game that, uh, that that made me laugh a tad bit. Melissa Stark was uh, interviewing John Harbaugh. The in-game interviews come on, like, come, like stop. Mm-hmm. These don't work. No, they've never worked. They, they don't work, and, and especially right after a— And what a, do you need them for? Like, you're not really providing much to the fan, you know? Right after a, a, a uh, Marcus Peters penalty as mm-hmm. well. Was that after he punched that dude right in the nuts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were discussing, like, discipline. You told us your guys were going to be disciplined. What did you think about that last penalty? Well, I didn't like the last penalty. And so what will you tell your guys defensively? We'll be fine. Our guys will be fine. It's going to be a hard-fought game out here. We're going to play a good game. And Tyler Huntley with that interception, you said we might see Anthony Brown. What will that take? We'll just see how the game goes, okay? Thanks. Thanks, John. <laughs> and then he started to mouth something like, can you believe and, and they quickly cut away from Harbaugh as he was getting ready to, uh, to you know, like, wh- how did you want him to react? <laughs> well, how'd you feel like that? I didn't like it. I didn't like it very much. You're out, you're, you're, your players out here doing unsportsmanlike conduct like things. How do you feel, coach? Your thoughts? Oh, boy. I can understand why he was ticked. Like, he's he shouldn't have acted like that. Like, as Jim Harbaugh, as much as you want to act John, like that, John, John Harbaugh. Yeah. You can't act like that because you're ultimately going to be the one that gets criticized. Now, did Melissa Stark ask a tough question? Yes, she did. But I think the impetus behind these in-game interviews are supposed to be more of fluff pieces. Coach, what do you have to do better in this quarter? And then be done with it, right? Like, isn't that kind of what they're supposed to be? I didn't think the question was very good. Like you said, what'd you feel about that penalty? Well, I didn't like it. (laughs) I mean, what'd you think? It was good. Hey, hey, coach, you just had that penalty. How do you, how do you cool your guys down? What did you think about that last penalty? Well, I didn't like the last penalty. (laughs) I mean, what did did you think you were going to (laughs) get? Well, I didn't like that last penalty. And then he stops, which is great. She's like, "Uh, next question. Next question. Um, (laughs) Oh, 
<laughs> so the chili in Cincinnati. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't mad at Harbaugh or Melissa. I thought they were. I thought they were both fantastic. It was just awkward and yeah, terrific. It was made for good TV. Though. Yeah, it really yeah. made for really good TV. But again, I I never understood the purpose. I've never seen Andy Reid do one of those. An in gamer? Yeah, he probably won't. I don't think you should. What are you, I, What are you gaining? I don't by think that? you have to. I think you you can. Yeah, uh. I remember a, a number of years ago. Um, when they started doing those in college, remember they were doing those in college and I was told I not firsthand, but I was told that, you know, Bill Self only did them because some other guys were doing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that same story. Why, why yeah. waste a, uh, an opportunity to you know, recruit? Yeah. Yeah. Get your face out there. Right. Speak. It's true. And didn't want to do them, but other coaches were doing them. Right. I don't know that that applies really in the NFL. Like, I don't think anybody's going, well, I'm going to do that because. John Harbaugh did it. Well, college has always done a really good job of in basketball of like when you when you're leaving the floor at halftime, the winning coach, the leading coach at that point in time does the interview. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we see Bill Self all the yeah, time. I mean, yeah. all he does is win, win, but win. Then they were doing in the in gamers like in between timeouts, and they were doing like a few of those. And yeah, uh, what's his name? The the Virginia Tech guy yeah. that never got in the tournament, right? Um, Seth Myers, Greenberg. Yeah, um, he would he would do those from behind the bench and go do this. And I just told none of them like doing it. No, God, no. those were like, kind of creepy though. They don't want to. They don't want any part of those things. Any part of those. Things. And I appreciate TV trying to change it up a little bit, but you, you just don't get anything. You just don't like these coaches offer nothing. And and the only reason we're talking about that one is because it was awkward. I don't want. I, I don't want to see an awkward interview like that because I was feeling bad for both of those parties. Because you know how it must have been for, like, Melissa Stark. She asked the question. He responded like that. She wasn't ready to go with the second question. She was on the – it was just – it just wasn't yeah, good. Yeah, it didn't work. Didn't work. Also, another uh, favorite part of the uh, the weekend. This is why Josh Allen is Mr. January. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Mr. January? How do you get that nickname? Well, you have good stats in January. This is why Josh Allen is Mr. January. You know, he has some of the best stats of a quarterback in the month of January in league history. But he doesn't win enough to be Mr. January. Mr. January means you're doing things and winning games when you're a quarterback in this league. Reggie Jackson wasn't Mr. October because he struck out three times. He was Mr. October because he had three home runs in a World Series game and helped his team win the championship. You're looking at Josh Allen, who yesterday had three turnovers in that game and almost cost his team the opportunity to play for a championship. And then the refs got involved. Mr. January's nice if you finish. If you finish, yeah. You got to lead your team to the playoffs. And I was getting, you know, like attacked by Bill's Mafia yesterday because, my God, I said that how could Josh Allen be Mr. January when he's let the lead his team to a champion to, to the Super Bowl, which I was reminded is in February, which I in turn remind them I said leading takes place want, in January. Then why do you want to be Mr. January? Oh, yeah. Your goal should be to be Mr. February. Then. February, yeah. Not Mr. January. Seems like Mr. January would be a title you wouldn't want to hold. I wouldn't want that. Like this calling, is why Josh Allen is Mr. January. It's like calling a baseball player Mr. March. <laughs> we've called a few of those Mr. March. Oh, we, yeah. we've seen a lot of or those. Or Mr. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. September call up. Mr. September call up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. September could be okay, I guess. But Mr. September when there are call ups is not. You know, yeah. No. Doesn't really doesn't really matter. That one's that one's weird to me. Mr. Mr. January had three turnovers then oh, yesterday. Yes. Is that how that worked? Yes. Okay. Mr. January turned the ball over okay. three times. Okay. Josh Allen is one of those quarterbacks though. Josh, right now, like my trust level with him, I don't know how high that is. 
I mean, I think right now Burrow, Mahomes, Daniel Jones, they're all ahead of Josh Allen, in my opinion, when it comes to trust factor. I don't know that those four guys, three guys, are going to make those mistakes that truly cost your team the game. Three turnovers in one game by your quarterback is usually Usually a recipe for, for, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. I don't know that I don't know how much I can trust Josh Allen because as we talked about last week, five red zone interceptions, and then he has three more turnovers yesterday. I'm looking at this like the, the trust scale for Josh Allen, really good player, but can I really trust him to go out there and do what he needs to do to protect the football to help me win a game? I don't know what the answer to that question is. And if you weren't playing the Miami Dolphins who didn't know what a play clock was, you may have lost that game. If that's a game against the Bengals or Chiefs and you have three turnovers like that, you ain't winning that those football. Are those game. interdivision games, though, man, they're a they're a they're a problem. Yeah. Cause yeah, no, I mean I I, I think he's got great pieces around him too. Mm-hmm. And then him running the football scares the crap out of me. Right. When he takes off and they call the design run and he's barreling around the corner. Whew. No, I got plenty of trust for for Josh Allen. I just think the the nickname's silly. I don't know. Why, I don't. I don't know why you proclaim that one. Here's here's what you do before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. No, you need to deliver the end of the season first. Right. And he does. He puts up great numbers in the month of January. But quarterbacks are judged by wins. Mm-hmm. They just are. So there weren't great reviews for uh, for for Al Michaels in the uh, the Saturday game. But little did we know, he also called a Sunday game. What? We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson every Monday at 7.30, 610 Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Kick is up. The field goal is 
Good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game! Ah, Jags Radio Network on the call. Jaguars coming back to beat the Chargers and advance to Kansas City, although they didn't know it just yet, as we had to wait the entire the entirety of the weekend to find out exactly where. But Chiefs and Jags will again be Saturday, 3.30 on 106.5 The Wolf. Does LaShawn McCoy like anybody? Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> Does anybody like Sean? Because uh, um, he just tweeted out, well, not tweeted out, but 12 hours ago, how is Eli Apple still in the league? Like, he does he have anything good to say about anybody? Like, hey, man, Patrick no. Mahomes played great no, yesterday. You, really. you don't see that kind of commentary not really. from LaShawn McCoy. He's turned into Bitterman since he left the league. Give me a microphone. I'll just yeah. rip everybody. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. rip somebody while I'm waiting. J.K. Dobbins, who said he should have got the football. Yeah. That he should be the goal line guy. Right. That they would have won the game with Lamar Jackson. Right. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Adam Schefter. J.K. Dobbins believes his words were not represented correctly. He said he was asked if he thought they would have won if Lamar Jackson played. And he answered, yeah, we would have won if Lamar played, too. He added, Snoop played a hell of a game. So he was either misquoted or didn't finish the sentence or right. whatever. Uh, but he didn't want the football. Yeah. Well, who, uh, the, I, I, would, I want I want that guy, though. I rather, like J.K. Dobbins. Rather than your quarterback reaching over the top of a pile, only bad things happen there. Well, you know what they did? They saw Trevor Lawrence do it on Saturday night, right? Everybody saw that quarterback sneak on Saturday night with Trevor Lawrence going into the end zone and the way he reached across the goal line. Now everybody thinks they can do it. The fact of the matter is they were inside the one on Saturday night. You were at the two. I'd rather do it. <laughs> you know, like, I'd rather do it going low too than going up. Yeah. High. Yeah. yeah. Because going low, oh, the, the referees, they can't see anyway. They're just going to call it a touchdown. You, you just got rejected at the rim. Right. <laughs> That's how that, that play went down. Uh, Al Michaels called the Saturday game. For NBC as uh-huh. the emeritus. We discussed it late last week. I thought that was really cool. He got an emeritus role, so they brought him over, and he was able to call a playoff game. Right. Um, did not get rave reviews. Well, I see, I disagree. I, I'm an Al Michaels apologist. I love. I think Tony Dungy ruined the broadcast and brought Al Michaels down with him, and you shouldn't allow that to happen, just like you don't allow me to bring you down, or you don't, you, you don't allow Mitch to bring you down. <laughs> now, I think in this particular game, I would agree with you, but I also feel, I feel like, Al Michaels has sounded bored for much of the season. Yeah, like he, yeah, he, he has, has that yeah. sound like, man, yeah, I took this Amazon job. I didn't really want it, and I just wanted to stay where I was. They didn't want me there. I took this, and I kind of seen all these games before. He doesn't feel like he's entertained, right? And he's not as engaged, and I think that that loses something. Then, and how could you not be after this weekend, or just the right? NFL in general? Like every game, there's there's something that you can get. So here was entertained and excited about. Uh, let's see. Here's the here's the uh, the call. On the uh, the game winning field goal, we just play the Jags announcers right. going yep. crazy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, it's not going to go as crazy when you're the network television right. person. Right. But here was their final call. Meanwhile, Jacksonville can set their sights likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. Yeah. So there, when there is a flag, you do pause. But also, I think you 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 call the game, and then you go, oh, and there's a flag. 
Right, he's like, well, it's up and it's good, and I guess Jacksonville's moving on. They just weren't very excited about the whole thing, yeah. and I think that that's what kind of, kind of turned people away. Well, I, I, I thought for me, it was it, Al Michaels, and, and you know, he really had the opportunity to go. Do you believe in miracles? Yes, in that game, and, <laughs> and, and, and just just yeah. skate and walk out. Right, he had the opportunity to do that. He did not do that. But I really think, to me, Al Michaels just sounded kind of like Al Michaels. I thought Tony Dungy was a wet blanket all game long. I, I just don't find him to be very energetic in the booth. And that's why they don't have him in the booth a lot and why he's more on the, on the set. But I, I thought he was very, very down during that game. And you know what? It's 27, nothing. At one point, you kind of do lose interest, but once that comeback starts, you got to amp it up. You got to get the excitement that everybody that's watching is dealing with at that moment. In Did time. you realize though, that they were calling also last night's game? No, I didn't. They were the alternate NBC broadcast. Oh, they had an alternate must've feed. Must've been like, uh, Peacock four or something. Gotcha. You had to go, you had to go online to get it. But Al and Tony Dungy, thanks to the internet, we found out that they were also calling the, uh, the Bengals Ravens game. You remember that big play, big that, play, that big re- return. Yeah, guy, right? yeah, back. Yeah. This was, this was Al and, and Tony on that call. Third and goal for the one. Now the they go for here. the sneak. Oh, the ball's fumbled. He's going Being run back by Sam Hubbard. He's going, look at him go. He could go all the way. I think he's going to score. Go all the way. And he does. That's a touchdown for the Bengals. Holy moly. Wow. 98 yards. Really exciting play. Wow. Definitely changes things. Yeah. They they were, they were really, um, they were really getting taken to task for that call. Yeah. yeah. uh, Very good. That excited. Nice job. Internet, by the way. Very good. Who are the two guys were in the booth? I should probably get their names. I'm just going to call them Alan Tony. It was Mike Tirico and uh, no, Chris no, Collins. No, no, no. They were more exciting than that. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were more exciting than that. I just, I just think I that. I thought the Fox broadcast yesterday of the Giants game was the best. I don't know who those people are. Um, Kevin Burkhart. And, yeah. And uh, Chris Olson. Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Yeah, I don't really Greg know Olson. them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're not, that's the number one team, and it's not a well-known household name, but the, I thought they were the best. I thought they were fantastic. Tirico's good, too, but, you know, I just. That that whole Tony Romo just, thing is wearing thin on me. I, I I love Al. He can broadcast as long as he wants. I just feel like that he's he's going. Why did I do this again? I, yeah. I could I could have been retired. I could have been retired. And he might. Tony Romo had a bad day. Yeah, he did. Josh Allen's going to turn it on. Next play, fumble, scoop, score, touchdown. He meant Miami. turn it over. I think he meant turn it over. He <laughs> it just was missed, unbelievable. He just misspoke. He just misspoke. It is a restaurant week here in Kansas City, and. You know, everybody loves to eat. Oh, God, yes. Who doesn't? So you should get out and eat this week, That's right? right. Uh, Chef Eric Brown is with us from Vabene Italian Restaurant. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, sir. Thanks Good for morning. coming by today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming in. Yeah. First thing I want to ask, since you're since your restaurant, what, what are your normal hours? Like, is this early? Is this early in the day for you or no? Um, This is a little early in the day. For you. <laughs> <laughs> it's late in the day for we'll us. Get those, we'll get the, late, the late night crowd, you know, the, uh, the restaurants and... Uh, the beverage establishments were like, yeah, this is this is the middle of the night yeah. for you, yeah. pretty much. So right? it says your hours are eleven to nine. Are you there the entire time? Uh, no, sir. I'm okay. there usually from about eleven to seven. Oh wow, well, well, most, most the entire days. time, that's man. Entire that's time. a hell of a shift, though, my well, man. I mean, you know, that's what it is when you uh, when you cook for a living. You yeah. Know? Uh, all right. So I like cooking. I'm very bad at it, but I love doing it and having fun with it. How'd you get into it? Um, actually, it's kind of one of those things where the business found me. I started really young as a dishwasher, you know, and 
salad dude got fired. I got to go there. And, <laughs> the salad dude. Yeah, you know, so it, it kind of works. It kind of works itself out like that where you have, you know, someone who actually believes in you and that's awesome. Pushes you into kind of, you know, picking it up and being serious about it. Because when you're young, you're not really serious about anything. You right, know, it's exactly. Like first nice day, I'm calling in, those kind of things. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I got a little older, I had uh, a couple mentors that told me if I took it seriously, I'd probably do really well. And, so. and you did, man. I did. I, did you go to school or did you just learn on the job? I went to Scottsdale Culinary Institute down in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. so. What's, what is chef school like? Like, I, um, I, I'm so fascinated by this in the airline industry. You know like, what's so crazy about chef school? They give you a really nice foundation, but you have, like, all day to do it. And that's not a practical application in a restaurant at yeah. all. So what you have are you have these guys who know just enough information to be dangerous. And then when it kind of, you know, amps up. They're not ready to They're go. They're gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> and in this day and age, you know, like I've been doing this for over 20 years. So, you know, when I came through, it was the, the chefs throwing the pans and the knives and cussing you out on the line, those kind of things. Now you, uh, there's no way you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have a staff or you'd end up in court, one <laughs> yeah. or the other, yeah. you know? So. so what's your favorite thing to make? Oh, goodness gracious. I get this question a lot and, um, I really like to be proficient at everything. So really for me, it's whatever I'm doing that day, trying to uh, do a lot of research and, you know, just do the best I can with the information that I'm given. Were you good that, that first day at making the salad? Um, or was, or did... You know, salads weren't that challenging. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's one that just about anybody can step into. So you were like, you're like I'll there. just throw the lettuce in the bowl. Yeah, call it good. You know, that was your really first day? It comes down to seasoning. <laughs> Do you put salt and pepper in the salad? Some people don't, you yeah. know. So is this salad thing here in Kansas City? Oh, no, no. sir. I am actually from St. Louis. So I uh, I grew up in St. Louis. And, um, yeah, I've worked for some really good chefs there, the Del Pietro's, uh, Bill Cardwell. You know, not to do a whole lot of name dropping, but I've worked for some pretty, yeah, that's awesome, some pretty talented people. So yeah, I always yeah. tell people I work with Josh. I mean, that's what yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You you name drop a name. Yeah. We're gonna get you a salad. That's right. Sure. Yeah. So tell us about Vabinet, man. Tell so, us all about it. So Vabinet is a nice little uh, Italian eatery that we have uh, in Corin Square. Uh, it's a little eighty seater, nice patio. Uh, we try and do a good job with everything that we do. We're really trying to kick it up some this year. Um, We've we've had a little bit of turnover, so trying to get you know grease the screws and get it back to where it, you know it's former glory. So that's what we've been working on really hard. Why have we to do had so much turnover? It's not just you. I know it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's really the, the market. Like I think uh, I think COVID you know pretty much gutted the restaurant industry. Everybody kind of thought that they were worth more than they really were. Um, you know, you have people staying home, you know, and collecting a check that they never received when they were. You know, doing dishes or say making a salad. You know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah. not making that money a week making a salad. Right. So uh, it really hurt the market and the business in general. And then now everyone is still, you know, to a degree, still a little bit afraid of COVID or you know going out to eat. So there's a lot of pivoting to carry out, which has really made a you know resurgence as far as the. The restaurant community is concerned so now we have to understand you know the market and try and move in that direction what do you sense from this market when when you're like uh, assessing everything of what you want to do what does this market want well, out of restaurants well what you you have to kind of understand your local community number one like who are you serving within like a mile and a half two miles is it families or they're 
young adults, you know, that don't have kids. And those kind of things, like, really make the difference in what you can do as far as a menu is concerned. Because, you know, when you have families, it's going to be spaghetti and meatballs, lasagna, you know what I mean? Those kind of things. Younger, more affluent adults anyway, like, you know, the young 30s don't have any kids, expendable income. Mm -hmm. They want to be blown away every time. So (laughs) you have some leeway there to kind of, and you have to know who your clients who your clientele is, you know, or otherwise it really doesn't work. You know, you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and it does not work. That's interesting. You bring it up that way because yeah, you, you have to decide who you want. Cause you really, I mean, you could say you cater to families and both, but you mm. really can't. Cause you know how the kiddos are. Yeah, they just want the spaghetti exactly and meatballs. Right. Yeah. They don't want shrimp or something that, you know, you and I would right. want, right? Some, he, he, the Josh craft, is a craft mac and cheese. They want the craft mac and cheese, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. They want to come in and dump all the sugar packets out on the table. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know. So what are you guys providing for restaurant week? What do you guys got up your sleeve? So we, uh, we actually started serving brunch every day, which is something I kind of every really, day. Yeah, oh, that's, really awesome. really that's why he's in at eleven. Yeah, I so, thought it was lunch. No, no, no. <laughs> we uh, we do breakfast, lunch, and dinner now, so it's uh, seven days a week. Brunch and lunch runs concurrent until about two o'clock. Then we go into our dinner menu for uh, restaurant week. We're doing a Sorrentina. We have a, uh, a avocado toast, uh, rigatoni bolognese. Um. The Froid Diablo is on there. And then, of course, it's three courses. So mm-hmm. you can either get a Caesar at a Va Bene salad. And, of course, for dessert, we have tiramisu and uh, cannolis. Very so nice. Very Italian, very straightforward, for the, very good. For the, the local Kansas City industry as a whole, how big is maybe this restaurant week? You mentioned kind of kind of fighting back mm-hmm. from everything that we've had to fight back through. How, how big a week is this for the entire I guess food industry. I, I think it does. It gives everyone a quite a bit of exposure that they wouldn't get normally, just because of the perceived value of what it is to go out for restaurant week and also supporting a cause, right? So um, you get those diners who may not come in all the time that are just interested in going out for restaurant week. So for all of us that are in the industry, we look forward to this week. You know, just for the exposure aspect mm-hmm. of it in general. <laughs> Well, that's uh, um, something that needs to get back moving in the right direction, I think. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've talked to s- enough people, and they feel like crowds are starting to wane a little bit. H- how do you feel this market is right now with people going out and enjoying, you know, life, if you will? You know, I've been seeing a, a nice little uptick, Good. actually, which has been, you know, it's a breath of fresh air because there for a while, you know, you're you're holding on tight, just trying to get through it, right? Mm-hmm. But now we see some more people coming out, some families coming out, you know, uh, larger parties, which was something that you couldn't do during COVID, you know. So it's been good. It's been good for us. You know, it's happening. Corn Square, 82nd admission in Prairie Village. Uh, com is your website. V-A-B-E-N-E-K-C.com. Uh, dot com. It's Chef Eric Brown. Started on salads and now look at you. Yeah, thanks. Well, started on dishes, I guess. That's right. And, it and started dishes. Yes, sir. Someday you'll be on fries. That's too. right. <laughs> and I'm moving up. <laughs> moving on up. Thanks for dropping by today. Thanks a lot for Best having me. I appreciate during, it. Uh, restaurant week. Always a blast. Uh, Super Wild Card Weekend gave us everything we wanted and more. Next. 
Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Hear from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dana Hughes Tuesday at 8.30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game! Let's go find that guy. Get him on the show this week, B-Dub. <laughs> that guy sounds like fun. He was excited. The Jags Radio Network on the call. Of the, uh, the Jags come from behind win. They come to Arrowhead coming up on Saturday, 3.30, the kickoff on 106.5. The Wolf Chiefs and Jaguars, they met up back in week number 10. Chiefs, a 27-17 win. Pretty walk in the park day that day. I mean, it was, you know, scored a late touchdown to make it a 10-point game. But Chiefs were pretty much in control the entire time. Yeah, it was it was a game uh, we went to this year, and and it was like one of those games where you're just waiting for them to deliver that knockout blow, you know, like just go out here and blow these guys out. But then you looked across the field and you saw Doug Peterson over there, and Andy's never been one to embarrass, you know, coaches in this league before and never really have been one to embarrass a guy that, uh, that he's coached with. But this weekend it's all different. It's the playoffs. And we have seen Andy Reid as a coach blow two big leads here in Kansas City last year in the championship game, then obviously the one in Indianapolis. And, and I think by watching these wild card games over this past weekend, I think the one thing you can take away and learn from that is no game is over until it's over, right? I mean, I hate to steal Yogi's line, right? It ain't over till it's over, but it is one of the most poignant lines and, and pieces of wisdom that you can take away from what super wild card weekend has already been. And who knows what we're in store for tonight. And I look at what went on over the weekend and I look at Andy Reed and I say, I hope Andy Reed understands even up 28 on Jacksonville this weekend in the first half, you still got to keep the pedal to the metal and the foot on the gas and the foot to the throat and make sure you do eliminate them because the one minute you let up, that's it. All that tubes toothpaste is going to come out of the tube and you're never going to be able to get it back in. And we saw Miami have that happen to them. We saw Jacksonville and, and the chargers have, have that happen to them. I mean, we even saw the Minnesota Vikings, you know, have an opportunity to put the Giants away and weren't able to do it. Let them hang around. You let these teams hang around and you let these teams stay in games that aren't supposed to win. The team that isn't supposed to win is going to win. We've seen that many times here in Kansas City. So my Monday lesson for Andy this week, crush them, crush them like a dove in your driveway crush them and don't give up. Even if you get up 21, nothing. I mean, look, we saw it here too. Houston was up 24 to nothing in a playoff game. Remember that? I do. And they kicked the field goal instead of going for it and really putting the boom to the chiefs. And they came back. No lead is safe in the playoffs. You have got to go out there and play every play and every possession like it's your last. Cause if you don't, it will be. NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. View the inventory online at MetroFordKC.com. So what you're saying is uh, football has become like any uh, television show where if the bad guy's winning, he doesn't put the good guy away fast enough. Right. Always lets the good guy go. Yeah. And then what happens by the end of that show, 
The good guy's going to get his. Mm-hmm. You can't let that happen. No, you can't. You can't let him. You can't let him. You can't let him get off the uh, the schneid, if you will. You're you're up twenty seven to nothing. Make it thirty five nothing. Make it thirty four nothing. Whatever the case may be, just continue to pile on points. Don't save anything for good. Don't try to light, lighten up because you like the guy on the other sideline. I think all coaches that are playing this weekend, after they take a deep breath and they're like, wow, we escaped. And even Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni, who had the opportunity to have the bye, every coach should understand that no lead is safe and you've got to continue being a team that keeps the you know the pressure on, keeps your foot on the gas. Because if you don't, you're going to lose. Uh, you dropped something in the commercial break to me that I did not know. I did. I've you have seeing, to remind me of that. I've been seeing all these commercials. <laughs> Thoughts from the throne? For the uh, the the reboot of Night Court. Oh, oh, yeah. oh God, yes. Which yes. looks terrible. It looks awful, doesn't it? Like, it looks really bad. Like, the first show was not, I mean, I'm, I don't, it was great. It was funny. It was kind of weird. Harry Anderson was good. It was kind of weird, and you kind of went with it. This looks terrible. Okay. Do you they, think what looks worse, this or that '90s show, which I'm actually looking forward to, which starts Thursday on Netflix? That one, I I think that one looks better than than this. This this, looks, this, thing this look, looks terrible. I mean, it looks like they put it together in a high school. So, so John Larroquette is back in it, and I'm like, they changed everybody else out, and I'm like, we're my wife and I are talking about this. I'm like, yeah, I think Harry's dead, Marquis Post is dead, I think Roz is dead, I'm like, Bull's dead, well. And now you've told me Bowles alive. Bowles alive. Yeah, he's Bowles in his alive? mid-80s. Yeah, I looked I it up yesterday. I thought he was gone, too. So I like they're rebooting the whole show, and they only brought John Larroquette back. Well, you thought he was the only one that was still alive. I thought yeah. so, too. But Bowles alive. Bowles. Bowl I, I'm sure show? Bowl will probably make a cameo, Josh. You know that's coming, right? I would think. Unless I don't he's know, too they old. They they he's 85. Him. They haven't promoted Well, you him. don't promote cameos. All I of a sudden, he'll just be there. If you're rebooting a show, I think you should. Now, I think all of a sudden, he'll, he'll just be there. You have him in the promo, and then they're like, you're like, oh, he was only in one show. That was weird. But no, you use him to to launch the reboot. I, this I show that, looks bad. I, I don't know that, that if you had Bull in it, though, it would make me want to watch. Oh, no, no. But, I mean, at least you're tying to the old show more. Well, this you looks, are with John Larrick. Why not? You have Larrick and Bull. I'm sorry, that's what I'm saying, Bob, is you put the guy in to hook the people in that have seen the show before. And give it a give it a shot. This yeah. one's a, this one's not going to last long. Can't possibly. This no. looks really uh-huh. bad. Really, really bad. Is but, Max still alive? See, I, I who you're asking the wrong person because I thought they were all gone. Like everybody from the show is gone except for, uh, except for John Larroquette. No, Charles Robinson died July 11th, 2021. Oh, that's right. He was like the sten- not the stenographer. What was his like job on that show? He was the clerk of the court. Oh, okay. So kind of not the, but it's not that's not the stenographer. No, no, no. So yeah, you so got, yeah, but between is, two NBC games, we got a lot of that promotion. Sure, we did. Did you guys also catch the one for the new Magnum PI? Yeah. What do you guys think? But I'm not going to watch it. Thought. I don't know, but I thought that show was already around. The yeah, I thought, I thought it's been was it on a different right? network, and they moved it to NBC or something, maybe. Because I, I swear that show's already been in, in, in the work or in progress. Maybe I'm crazy, though. Maybe it was Hawaii Five O or it was <laughs> any number of shows that they continue to reboot. It's not really doing much for me. No, that one's not working either. Is although, there anything that you're watching? Higgins is a woman. So. Yeah, this is going to be season five of the new Magnum P.I. Was, yeah. was it on a different network? 
Um, and just moved to NBC. Am I crazy about that? Was like, was it on CBS for four seasons or something? And then they moved to NBC. He was, they were canceled off CBS. Yes. Uh, okay. So somebody's canceled, and they re rebooted. And then them you're, you're going to say, well, you know what? We need to we need to keep this going. Yeah. Somebody's well. That that sometimes happens now. We're like, oh, we'll take it to Netflix, and they'll they'll keep it going or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of those some of those can work. But I thought that that was a reboot. It just doesn't seem like they were like promoting their new show, and they're all reboots. There's like nothing, nothing new. And then uh, we'll put Chicago in the front of the rest of them and see what happens. Oh yeah, Chicago <laughs> carries the whole station. We'll give you some health, hey, some that's police, that's some fire, that's some medical. Yeah, all of it, all of it, everything, everything. But uh, aside from the uh, the commercials, and then and then Bob, of course, got hooked over over the uh, the playoffs as well by Burger King. So that's- Whopper, 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 Junior, Double, Triple, Whopper, Impossible, or Bacon Whopper. I rule this day. You've been, you've been stuck with that one. I, I think I think it's an unbelievable commercial. I've been stuck with it for the last couple of weeks, and um, I guess Mina Kime started tweeting about it over the weekend, where she said, "I just caught myself saying whopper, 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 whopper <laughs> for the third time <laughs> that, today. That send happens. help." And then that happens. You know, everybody's talking about it, but like it, this has been a thing. And I'm not kidding. I've had my friends over the last couple of weeks. Send my wife texts that say at BK, have it your way. And she gets mad like every time because I've had this song in my head for like three weeks now. And I just constantly. And the best thing you can do with that is pass it on to somebody else. Absolutely. We, we all know that. Yeah. Oh, yes. God, yes, yeah. yes. So I, I, you know, I've had this song in my head for the last, I, I think right around holiday break time when, you know, you're kind of just sitting around doing nothing and that commercial over and over and over again. And so I've just been singing for like the last two weeks at BK, have it your way. And my wife's out of town for the weekend, and she is, you know, visiting a friend of hers in in Texas. And so yesterday and the day before, every time that commercial came on during the game, I'd get out the phone, videotape it, and send it to her, right? (laughs) And she was like... She's like, what are you doing? You got to drive somebody else crazy. Right. She goes, are you, so are you're not alone. Are you videotaping this every time? I go, oh, yeah. Every time it comes on, I'm videotaping it, and I'm sending it to you, and I'm laughing, and I think it's hysterical. And I got my friends out here texting my wife going to BK, have it your way. She's getting, you know, aggravated by it. But it is a great, catchy jingle. Hasn't gotten me to Burger King quite yet, but uh, the jingle, nevertheless, is one that everybody who's watching NFL is singing right about now. You need to have the girls do a TikTok video of the Whopper song and send it to her. Just Oh, that would be good. Yeah, yeah just do a couple different variations of a TikTok video, and that, I think that'd be great. Okay, I like the idea. So you can send her a message as well, B-Dub, at BK, have oh, it your yeah. way. <laughs> can you really have it your way? I think you can. Yeah, you just go in there and say, this is what I want. You just okay. get charged extra. Do you? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, you can have anything your way with the for a cost, right. right? Yeah. Let me add some bacon. That's seventy five cents. Well, mm. I want some jalapenos as well. That's seventy five cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. Yeah, I just love. I love the jingle. I think it's great. Um. Also, Bob loved this. Trevor Lawrence, right after the uh, the win over the uh, the Chargers, um, let the cat out of the bag. Down twenty seven. How how did you do this, Trevor? Yeah, you couldn't write a crazier script. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, right mm-hmm. there on NBC said, "Hey, can't write a crazier script, right?" And you just you loved it, right? Every moment you're like, "Ha, aha!" I know I don't do that anymore. Aha! I, and then I, you passed it on to others who all think the script is there. I mean, everybody's talking about. You it. You had everybody watching the Buffalo game freaking out about it too. 
Although that one looked like there wasn't scripting on it. Uh, I mean, last play was pass interference or holding or illegal contact, yeah, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. But if heel catches balls and doesn't let him bounce off his face. Well, maybe that you follow the script. Could have been. Needed to be scripted. Mm-hmm. Could have been. Yep, could have been. Um, yeah, no, I don't I don't so ha-ha. I just sit back and smile like a proud dad. Trevor just admitted, well, he couldn't have written a crazier script, right. so he followed it. It said, trail by 27 and come back and win. Mm-hmm. So that's how that went down? Yep. He just followed the script? Mm-hmm. Brandon Staley, we just didn't finish the game. Right. The finished shirts are going out. Finished shirts are going out. If he keeps his job. Yeah. Like, I was talking to Tammy from the Weston yesterday, and she goes, oh, Miami's going to win. I'm like, no, Buffalo's still winning this game. She goes, well, how do you know? I go, I've I've seen the script. Romo seemed like he didn't get it initially. He did not get the script initially because he said Josh Allen's about ready to turn it on, and then he fumbled scoop score Miami. And they said, this Buffalo can't possibly end their season this way. Sure they could. But they couldn't. No, because then Nance flung in the paperwork. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying this for 10 years. I don't care that it's scripted. I don't have an issue with that. It's still great TV. Did you not enjoy the hell out of this weekend? It was awesome. It was awesome. Right? Did you not just enjoy the hell out of this weekend? And we still got a game tonight. Are we going to be good? We all may be bust out by that, right? No, no. McCarthy's getting fired tomorrow. Let's see what happens after the game. Because last year, the Monday night game was a turd. Because I think this one's got the chance to be like, uh, well, if it's not good by halftime. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, that usually happens for us on Monday night. Yeah, I know. If but, but, it's but if it's a good game, you're going to stay around and watch absolutely. it. If it's a playoff. If it's Kyler Murray throwing interceptions yeah. in the end zone, I'm out. Make it good. Yeah. If you missed any of the show today, including our uh, chat with uh, Derek Johnson, forever Chiefs a linebacker who dropped by, uh, Chef Eric from uh, Vabaday Italian dropped by as well, Eric Brown. Uh, you've missed anything that went on in the show today. You can check it out. All the great calls from the weekend, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Uh, download it for free. I'll join uh, Mitch, uh, Danan, and uh, and Dan Israel, Chiefs Kingdom show tonight at 6. Where at? What? Uh, the Hy-Vee on 95th and Antioch. Oh, that's nice. a big, ooh. They have the overlooking Market Grill. So I guess probably in the Market Grill area. How that's crazy the, are the Klingons going to be tonight? Chiefs uh, Kingdom show tonight at 6. You need security? I think Mitch guys got security. I Mitch believe. does have security. If anybody bring, has security, uh, it's Pictures Mitch. to get autographed by yeah. Josh Klingon. I got eight <laughs> yeah. and a half by 11 um, black and whites of Josh from, <laughs> yeah. from his days in Peoria. Yeah, yeah. No, those are from, <laughs> those are from Kansas City. Those are from Kansas Do you City. really have those? What? Pictures, like, like headshots. No, but I'm saying that's the one they used in like the media guides and whatever. Oh, that's the, okay. That's the media. I thought you had like a stack of photos no, of no, yourself. No, 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 sign no, one no. for you. No, the one that was posted the other day was the media guide one. That's 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 a good picture. Good picture. Let's just keep using it. It's like 15 years old now. Whatever. Who cares? It's the same. My age stays the same. If you missed any of the show today, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. Cody and Gold are next on 610 Sports Radio. Talk to you later. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.